Welcome to the Living Artist Podcast. I'm your host, Preston M. Smith. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Living Artist Podcast. I'm Preston M. Smith, at PMS Artwork Everywhere on Internet Land and Socials. I want to thank you for landing on this podcast. Whether you're a professional artist, just getting started in the art world, a collector of art, or just consider yourself a creative person, this podcast has something for you. I like to think of it as a fun way to rant and talk to other creative people about living the life of an artist, surviving and getting ahead in the art world, and enjoying your life. But most importantly, not waiting until you're dead to make it happen. All right, let's get started. This episode is brought to you by FX's The Veil, starring Elizabeth Moss. FX's The Veil is an international spy thriller that follows two women as they play a deadly game of truth and lies on the road from Istanbul to Paris and London. One woman has a secret, and the other has a mission to reveal it before thousands of lives are lost. FX's The Veil, now streaming, only on Hulu. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and... 6-1 since that matters. And what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. I'm home from school, Grandpa. Well, well, my boy. Come have a seat. Tell me about your day. Uh, all right. Oh, I'm a bit tired. Uh, my teacher gave me a pretty heavy workload. Well, I have a well, little... let me tell you about hard, my boy. Back in my day, we had to walk to school in four feet of snow every day. Oh, and was it uphill? Indeed it was, my boy. Both ways. And instead of books, we had to carry bricks to school. What, really? Bricks? Why didn't you bring books? Oh, we had to bring them, too. We brought bricks and books. But first, we had to build the school before we could study in it. Oh. So build it, I did. With my own bare hands. Well, okay, Grandpa. I'm getting a little tired. I better go start... St- tired? Don't even get me started on tired. I haven't slept since 73. Oh, brother. Oh, that's right. You wouldn't believe it. I remember it like it was yesterday. That was the year of the big corn freeze. And none of us could find a place... Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back. Guess who's back? Guess who's back? Guess who's back? Yeah, indeed. It's 1973. That was the year of the great corn freeze. I don't even know what that means. But uh, that little funny beginning was just meant to illustrate a little bit about uh, what's going on today and, and how we can fall into the trap of the whole back in my day thing, but also how we can learn something from the people back in their day and how we can learn from the mental toughness and maybe the physical toughness of past generations and what they had to go through pre-internets and smartphones and social media and all that crap. But also, you know, maybe they can learn a little bit from us too about being adaptive and being, you know, ready to try new things all the time and uh, maybe to not just accept things to be hard. But for today, we're going to talk about a little bit of acceptance in uh, the art world and going into it, first of all, knowing 
that it is going to be difficult. I think that's important to do, and it's not meant to discourage anybody. It's just meant to be like, okay, if you're going to go into this world that is very dog-eat-dog and you know there's a lot of competition and there's a lot of talent, you got to understand it's going to be hard. So hence the whole, back in my day, uh, you know, it, we can learn a little bit from that because I think nowadays, and I've talked about this before, and I'm sure some people give some pushback, but that's okay. There is a little bit of a tendency to expect things, instant gratification. Uh, you know, I want my fame, I want my success, and I want it now. And you know, on some level, that's great. We should want and expect success. I talk about that all the time. We should want and expect it. But there should be a balance between wanting and expecting success and also understanding the process and, you know, that it might take some time. So there needs to be like an acceptance of that and a surrender to that and then the work ethic and the expectation of it happening. Like it's coming, knowing that it's coming, but just doing the work. Now, this is something that I struggle with and I you know, really have to be mindful of when I talk to people because I get a lot of people who reach out to me and ask for advice on certain things. And that's wonderful. I love being able to share any wisdom or, you know, hacks or things that I've learned along the way. Um, but, you know, there's this tendency and it's easy and you can see why past generations do this because they see people coming up and they know what they've been through and they know that, you know, they had to struggle. And I, you know, I fall into that trap too of like, okay, you know, you want this, I understand, and you're working very hard. I get that. And then there's a part of me that's like, well, back in my day, I had to work for 14 years, and I almost drank myself to death, and I was in a dark, dark place, and I had to pound the pavement, and I didn't know anybody, and nobody gave me my own weight, you know, that kind of thing. And yeah, it's all true. I did have to work for 14 years, and that's after school and putting in my dues of like learning how to paint for eight years prior to that you know, going through with my mentor, working with him for a year after school, getting the Krellsheimer assistantship, teaching painting classes, having my own studio, learning how to be an artist, and then coming down here and then struggling for 14 years, having a really hard time with it. So, you know, it's easy to fall into that trap of being like, back in my day. But also you have to understand that, look, if I had been able to be successful, I would have done it. If I had a fast track to success, if I had found hacks earlier, if I had had social media back then, if I had had ways to get my work in front of more people and had those at my fingertips, I would have utilized those and I would have wanted to have a fast track to success. Now there's the flip side of that, which is like, look, I'm kind of glad I didn't because I wouldn't have known what to do with it. And I don't know if I would have had the chops to kind of keep going and keep producing and learning you know, to build a body of work and to be humble and to, you know, not expect things so much like in, in a kind of greedy way, but also to have this spiritual aspect to my work, but also to just understand that, look, this is something that I'm doing for the long term. This is a marathon, not a sprint. So I'm very thankful that it took me that amount of time. And it's really hard when you're starting out to be like, oh, yeah, yeah, okay, you know, uh, 10 years down the road, I'm going to look back and be thankful for my struggles. When you're struggling, the only thing you want to do is get out of the struggle. And I completely get that. But maybe we can have a little bit of a spiritual approach to this, almost like a, a Zen Buddhist approach to this, which is like the obstacle is the way or like a stoic approach to this and understand that it is a process. And you know, enjoy this process and accept what is given to us and understand that it is going to take time and take 
the wins as they come. Enjoy those. Be grateful for those. And just keep trekking because, you know, I think there's a lot of people that get discouraged so quickly nowadays. It's like, well, I'm, you know, I'm doing my stuff. I'm putting my stuff online. I've been doing it for three months and I got nothing. Well, it's like, okay, but there's like millions of other artists or at least hundreds of thousands of other artists who are doing the same thing every day. It's going to take time. It's consistency over time and it's putting up quality work consistently over time and it's learning to know that, okay, things are not going to happen right away. When I first made my transition to online heavily, you know, I'd already been doing the gallery circuit for over a decade, you know, 14 years, like I said, and I had, you know, cut my teeth in the art world on that side and it was okay. I'd made some traction, but I really wasn't sustaining myself and making a living doing what I was doing. And it was making me very frustrated. So when I really started to make that full-blown transition to online, now I'm talking devoting my time to it. I was doing piecemeal here and there. But when I started devoting all my time to it, it took me about a year and a half to make my first sale. And that was really just focusing and strategizing and learning from other people and doing it day in, day out. And it wasn't sexy, I gotta tell you. (laughs) Actually, working hard was sexy. Um, You know, it wasn't sexy. It wasn't like, oh my God, yeah, you were just living the dream. No, I was doing the work. I was doing the behind the scenes stuff. And then there was the behind the scenes of the behind the scenes of all the building the body of work for the 14 years before that, establishing that I could be a working artist and all those things. So, you know, that's very important because it might not always be sexy and it's got to be something that you're willing to understand that it is a marathon and not a sprint. And that doesn't even mean it's going to take you 14 years. That's not what it means. It means, look, it could take you two years. It could take you four years. It could take you seven months to start selling and getting into a routine and a rhythm of selling your work. Um, It could be uh, 10 years. I, honestly, it, it, who, who knows? And there's no guarantee that anybody is ever going to be successful in the art world, whatever successful means to you. I know my standards changed. They didn't drop, they altered, and they were better. Because at first I was like, I want to be famous, and I want to be in galleries, and I want to be like my you know, my idols where I'm drinking and painting and da 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 da. And that's not sustainable either. You know, what I ended up figuring out was if fame comes or, you know, I don't care about being a household name or anything, but if you start getting some notoriety with your art, great. That's a healthy byproduct of what you're doing. But that wasn't the first goal and that wasn't the end goal for me. The goal was to start selling my work consistently to collectors and to get into people's homes and to have a word of mouth and have that spread and have like a consistent living. And, you know, thankfully I got to that point where I was doing that and I am doing that. Um, But it took a lot of time, you know, and it took a little bit of a shifting of a mindset. Like you can listen to my old episodes about making my peace with my life at the time when I was working, waiting tables for 16 years through college and outside of college and you know, hating my life and then making my peace with it. And then when I made my peace with it, everything opened up. These are all good lessons. And they're not lessons that are easy to pass on, unfortunately, because a lot of people have to come to things, unfortunately, on their own terms. It's like having some sort of rock bottom you know, uh, moment when you're an alcoholic and you have this moment of clarity. Those don't come to you by just telling somebody. Or like having some sort of spiritual revelation that doesn't come to somebody by just telling them to do it or understanding the process of this and knowing that gratitude will come and you'll be thankful for all of the years of struggle. You can't really make somebody understand that. Unfortunately, most of the time you have to go through it. But this is just a little bit of a reminder 
that you can start thinking about that and you can start thinking in that way and you can start adopting some of these principles and some of these ideas because I think it will make life a little bit easier. And I think when you're doing that, you can be kind of connected to the moment. You can be connected to what you're doing as an artist in the process and creating the work and enjoying that, enjoying meeting the people you're meeting, the other artists you're meeting, having these relationships, getting into galleries, selling online, getting the opportunities that start coming to you piecemeal. That's something that you can start to enjoy day by day instead of going, I'm not going to be happy until I'm in every magazine or until I'm in this blue chip gallery and everybody in the world knows my name. That is unsustainable and unrealistic, and it's going to make you very miserable. So learn how to shift these standards and take the wins and understand and be grateful for what you get. When you get a sale, be grateful for it. When you get an interview, be grateful for it. When you get accepted to an online marketplace or into a gallery, be grateful for it. Those things are going to help you be a lot more present and a lot more happy in the moment. And uh, I think that's something that I learned the hard way. It's just uh, something that I want to pass on. Because back in my day, we didn't have the presence of mind. We, <laughs> All right, that's just fun to do. But um, yeah, hopefully this has been something that you can chew on and ponder and adopt some of these principles and ideas. And you know they'll make your life run a little smoother and make the art process a little smoother. And it's not to say... You know, don't shoot for the stars. Do it. If you can do this, if you've got the chops for it and you've got the product already and you're creating and you understand the process of being an artist and you can get on that fast track in a year or six months and really just, you know, skyrocket out of there and be able to handle that and sustain that and keep it going. If you can do that, I'm all about it. More power to you. But it's also important to understand that you know, doing this over time and learning these lessons over time and being grateful over time will add character as an artist and it will make you actually a stronger artist for it. So these are just important things to remember. Hope everybody's doing well out there. Hope you liked this episode. Reach out to me on social media if you did. If you didn't, that's fine too. I hope everybody's well, regardless. And hope you're being creative. Hope you're living the dream and being good to yourself and everybody else out there. We'll see you on the next episode. Let's just check in on Grandpa and see if he settled down a bit. Still going. Well, that's all right. We'll let him talk it out. He'll tire himself out pretty soon. This has been the Living Artist Podcast. Thank you so much for listening. I just want you to know that I appreciate you being here, and I'm grateful to be in your ears. Your art and creative life on this planet is meaningful, so thank you for sharing it with me. If you like this podcast, whatever platform you're listening to it on, please subscribe and share it with your friends. You can also leave me a positive review to show your support. This helps me to reach more people with the algorithmic magic and keep the show going strong. If you want to see more of what I do and check out the art that I create, you can visit my website at www.pmsartwork.com or follow me on social media everywhere at PMS Artwork. That's it for now. See you back here next time.